0: You're listening to The Building Code, a better guide to run your business. I'm Tech Tom. (laughs) Oh man, I'm Paul. Welcome to another episode. We have two special guests joining us today on the podcast from Arcadia Homes. We have the president of Arcadia Homes, Jeremy Schumacher, and vice president, AJ Ford, joining us. Welcome, guys.
1: Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Hey there. How are y'all?
0: We're great. We're doing well. It's freezing here. It is, yeah. But I feel like we sixty talk degrees
2: about, down here. Yeah.
0: We talk about the weather a lot. That's good, but that's a good segue into where they're located. Oh at. good, yeah. Yes. So you guys are based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, correct?
1: Uh we are. It's uh like AJ said, it's about sixty degrees. It feels good temperature wise, but we can't uh we can't get ourselves away from the rain, it seems, for the last
2: few uh-huh. weeks. Yeah. Well, it makes it tough to build outside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we're 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 uh, in zero or a single digits here, so also makes it tough to build. That outside. also makes it tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're doing a podcast though, so if we can't build, let's, let's talk, talk. Let's talk about building.
0: Great. So, you guys just won a very important award. Before we dive in, we want to highlight your success in the industry. You guys just won the NAHB Custom Home Builder of the Year uh, award, which is fantastic. Congratulations on that, um, and. By the looks, the listeners can't see what's behind you guys as we're FaceTiming across. But you have a whole bunch of awards behind you. Uh, so oh, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't even realize didn't that. that. Oh, yeah. what, we we call that the Wall of Power. Oh, the Wall of Power. That's good. Is
3: that where you? Is this where you have your uh, your client meetings? Me-
1: uh,
0: we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah we
1: do. Um, Smart. We actually situate ourselves like this, so that's kind of behind us and all those sort of things. No, it, it isn't uh, a matter of. Uh, Beating our chest, or talking about how good we are, things like that. But it does add some credibility to our uh, longevity and and what we've been able to accomplish, and some of the recognitions that that we've been fortunate enough fortunate enough to have.
3: Totally. How does one um, get uh, awarded the NHAB Home Builder of the Year? Do you guys submit yourself, or was it somebody submitting for you, or how does that work?
1: Well, so every uh, I guess applicant uh, has to submit for themselves, but Mm -hmm. we were. Uh, I guess I'd say encouraged by a number of folks um, really over the last shoot, five, six years at least um, that we really should be submitting. And, and to be quite honest, we didn't necessarily think of that as an award that we would uh, aspire to. When we're thinking about the national you know, custom builder of the year, we're very proud of what our reputation is in the Charlotte region and just kind of hadn't thought in those terms. And then some uh, more national representatives from the national association of home builders recommended that we, Apply and thought we'd have a good shot at it. So um, we really just applied for you know the last two years and we were fortunate enough to be one of the three finalists last year and then, uh, and then won, it, won it this year. So we're yeah. uh, pretty, pretty excited about that. And so what we're perhaps most proud of is not just uh, a lot of the building aspects uh, that go along with the application for that award, but a whole lot of involvement in our community, which was, we think, a pretty, pretty good factor in the decision-making process for that. And we've always been a pretty big steward, you know, of our community and, and giving back to the community. We think that was a pretty big part. of it. Awesome. That's right.
3: Yeah, that's really important. It's important to, you know, our company ethos here as well. We give back, but uh, good for people who haven't started doing that within their own business. How did you guys start getting involved in community? Do you remember sort of what were your first steps were and sort of what does that look like now?
2: Well, it was, it was started by the founders, Mike and Robbie. And, um, they just always had a heart for, for people. And whether it's the leukemia society or teaching F3 or taking guys on a missions trip or just building a playground at a, at an orphanage, you know, they were always doing that. And those are the kind of people that they hired and surrounded themselves with. And when you you get a lot of people at, at the same heart, it just happens. It just flows. Everybody's, everybody's bringing something to the table and that's something that we encourage our whole team our whole team too is to is to bring what they're interested in or how something that they can affect them personally or somebody they know whether it's you know meals for somebody who's going through a tough spot or counseling or building the playground
1: you know we also have a lot of um, a lot of our clients who have you know foundations and charities and think they're either their own personal foundations or charitable organizations that mean a lot to them. And so we're, we're very, very supportive of our clients' organizations as well. And so mm-hmm. there's, uh, as you guys know, I'm sure there are no shortage of opportunities for things like that. And uh, so we just kind of keep our eyes open for those things and um, and make sure that we're doing our part.
3: Yeah, I guess that's what my question was, is uh, do you guys set like a budget or a number of things you'll do a year? Because that's what we do. I mean, we have a whole committee here that takes all the submissions and sort of under we want to do it all, obviously, but you can't. So we select the ones that make sense for us and then we have a budget. Is that sort of your game plan as well?
1: We, we do. Uh, we have a budget and we try to have a game plan and there are certain organizations that we know each year we're going to be you know, supportive of and contributing to. Um, I'm not incredibly rigid about it. You know what I mean? I think uh, if it's it's really on our heart or on my heart or, or AJ's or, or somebody within our uh, organization's heart that we really want to support something, um, we're going to. We're going mean? to find a way to do it. That's right. So, um, and and quite honestly, uh, of course, there are financial contributions you know that we make, and a lot of times that's what an organization needs. But um, just as much
2: of uh, our contribution is our time, you know, volunteering. Time, treasure, and talent. Mm-hmm. You, you can contribute your knowledge, your sub base, your your money. There's lots of things you can do. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you guys. I want to talk more about kind of what sets you apart, especially in this giving aspect. But we also like to get uh, a profile on your business. Specifically, one question we always ask everybody is how they came up with their name. So Arcadia Homes, can you give us the origin story of that?
1: Yeah, it's um, like AJ mentioned. There were there were two founders of the company twenty six years ago. No, almost exactly twenty six years ago that. Uh, AJ and I have, you know, over the last uh, five years, you know, taken over the operations of the company. The two founders are still around. They're actually co owners of the company with us still. And so, uh, one thing that uh, I liked about the fact that the name of the company is Arcadia. So, you know, one of their last names is Salomon and the other one is Bowers. So, Arcadia is nowhere in their names. And they quite intentionally did not have it be one of their names or both of their names. Uh, for a few reasons. One, they wanted to ultimately be able to have a succession plan and not have it be weird that the name isn't one of the guys in the company anymore. Uh, the bigger reason was um, they always knew that building a custom home, they're, they're not building their house. It's not a, a Schumacher house. It's not a Ford house. It's, it's our client's house. And so they didn't really want it to be uh, the last name of one of them. They wanted it to be, it's our client's house. And, and yes, it's an Arcadia built home. But it's their home, it's not ours. And so, I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And so, the name Arcadia, uh, it's actually a decently interesting story. When Mike Salomon um, was at the bank, like, literally setting up a bank account to start this company 26 years ago. And he had recently himself moved to North Carolina. He's sitting there, and and, uh, it's what is now Bank of America, or what was absorbed by Bank of America, but was called North Carolina National Bank. There was a little pamphlet there that um, he was just kind of reading while he was sitting there waiting on the banker. And they didn't have a name for the company. They just knew that they wanted to start a company. And within that pamphlet, it was describing sort of some of the, I guess, romantic history of how North Carolina was founded and discovered and all those types of things. And, and, uh, and one of the founders of North Carolina um, referred to it as Arcadia, which meant this perfect and peaceful place. And so he liked the sound of it and also, of course, um, what, it,
2: what, it, uh, what it referenced. And, and as being the builder, the construction side of the business... A perfect place is pretty darn hard to (laughs) produce. Could have been a great place, an awesome place, a happy place, but we're going for perfection. And that's something that Mike always says, you know, we strive for perfection, we accept excellence. So he always kept the standards high.
3: It's yeah, good. It doesn't hurt that it starts with A. Back then, there was a phone book. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> true. That's good. The, front yeah, of the, the truth room. is, he
1: might have made that whole
3: romantic right. story Yeah. Out yeah.
1: yeah. Is <laughs> it cool. weird that it's? Is it weird that Arcadia like, spelled with two A's at the beginning? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: My dad. My, my dad's a chiropractor, and his his it's like AA chiropractor or something.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How you get to the radio. top of the list back yeah. then? Uh, yeah. For those listeners who don't know what a phone book is, we'll put a picture in the show yeah, notes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So give us a uh, kind of fast forward to today. Give us a look at what your team looks like. Can you run through, uh, give us background on your company, how many homes you're building, what your team looks like from there.
1: Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll probably both chime in on this, but, um, again, company 26 years. So, um, Mike and Robbie, who we mentioned founded the company about five years ago, AJ and I uh, took over the reins of the operations. AJ actually has been here for what, 15 years, I think. 15, um, AJ, 16 this year. Yeah. AJ manages all the construction operations, uh, the operations of the company like that. I manage all of our business finance, marketing, sales, business development, things like that. Um, so ba- basically we joke around and say, look, I, I make all the promises he keeps. And that's why and I, I take my hat
2: them. off <laughs> and, face and I don't have any hair left. <laughs> so, um,
1: but we are, uh, and, and I mean, it's not, and, and nobody can hear us, so we're saying this, uh, genuinely, but, uh, we're unbelievably blessed with our team. And, um, so we've got, uh, a team of project managers in the field, and we ask that a heck of a lot of them, and and, 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 quite honestly, Builder Trend is a big reason why we're able to, because, mm-hmm. um, when a home is under construction in our world, there isn't a, um, you know, a project manager to manage the finances and then a superintendent to manage the construction part of it. Our project managers are very uh, all-encompassing, well-rounded folks where they're the client interface. uh, If there are any, um, you know, whatever, additional sales questions, change orders, pricing, all those types of things, they handle those things. And of course, the day-to-day management of the construction operation, they pretty much handle it all. And their ability to do that on multiple projects, really just two or three, um, has a heck of a lot to do with the the interface of course with builder trend and um not only our internal inf- interface with the purchase order system and all the budgeting and the scheduling and everything else but the customer interface mm-hmm. is a, an enormous
2: trade you know, interface
1: yeah yeah exactly all the trade interface so mm-hmm. um anyway so that's a really big deal as far as the staff being able to operate in the field and then in the office we've got uh you know an estimating uh and specification writing team kind of a pre-construction management team and then, of course accounts payable and accounts receivable We're, we find that our team overall relative to the number of projects and the volume that we do, we do, we probably have, I think it's about 20 ish projects under construction right now for in the 60 million range. And, uh, we find in some of our, in like our builder 20 group and other folks that we talk to that, um, our, uh, our overhead, or I guess our staffing is like a fraction of what most other companies are that don't do as much volume as we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and just honestly, we say this to everybody, including in our Builder 20 group, Builder Trend has a lot to do with that, a whole lot to do with that. Yeah.
3: Wow. That's, that's amazing. That's,
1: that's wow, that's thanks
3: accurate. for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. But that, you know, that's one of the things that most of us from Builder Trend do not come from the building industry. And oh, mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the building industry from just a business point of view, the lack of systems, the lack of efficiency, the lack of outside of Builder Trend, just like this is how we do this, is pretty amazing. And so if you, if you apply, the, yeah, if you apply the mindset, the two of you have with a vehicle like builder chain to get that process done and duplicate, then this is what you get.
1: I, I'm telling you, especially when we're in our builder 20 group and we speak with other builders that are
3: good.
2: Yeah. Like big, reputable builders. Former, former custom builders of the year. We yeah. got like five of them in our group. And because of those meetings and, and our, our transparency with it, a lot of the guys are starting to implement it. You know they're getting excited about it like we are that's good so
3: and we appreciate that but what what we really i mean look we are all here we've got we've got a big office in omaha nebraska it takes a lot to do this we have 515 employees we are a for-profit business but i will tell you honestly um the goal from the founders down is to really elevate the business more than anything else elevate the industry like we want everybody to get better you know, we want the reputation of a home builder and a contractor to not be, oh, that guy's going to screw me, but this is going to be a great experience. And this guy is a great business owner. And so we feel like we're doing our part there. Uh, and it feels great that you guys are a great example and you're your, your sharing your story. So
1: We've put our, our whole effort into it. And we're very aware of the fact that we got plenty to learn still. And we're open-minded to the fact that we're going to continue to hopefully learn and grow and and get better at it. But one thing for sure is that we're committed to it and we've, we've, we've gone all in and we, we know that's what it takes too. if if you just kind of halfway want to try it or think it might work, it's probably not going to, you have to show the rest of your folks, Mm -hmm. our employees and staff that we mean it and that we're in this. Cause if, you know, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of, um, a lot of our industry that might be reluctant, especially folks that have been around a while and have a way of doing things. And, uh, a little bit more of an old school type of approach that mm-hmm. um, if they don't feel that commitment. It's, it's probably not likely to all the way happen. You know? Yeah, that's that, true.
3: That makes sense. So, how many people do you have total full time right now? 22.
1: 22. And you yeah. guys,
3: you guys are the bosses, the man, the managing partners, along with. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, can you talk a little bit about your theory or process right. behind managing people? Because I think that that's something that a lot of construction business owners could really get some advice on and it's as simple as do you guys do check-ins? Do you guys do reviews? Do you guys have some sort of cadence with feedback or can you guys just give us some general idea about your philosophy there?
2: Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take this one. Yeah, it it starts with with the people and then Jeremy and I try and put the very best tools around the best people and um, and then we're pretty relentless about the training, whether it's project management, customer interface, builder trend, managing water, whatever it is, we are constantly training. And we are, we are surrounded by a bunch of great guys, great, great employees. And we listen to them. If, there's a, when I, when I sit down at one of my construction meetings, I'm leading it. I literally have 150 years of construction experience sitting around the table at it. That's proven, you know, and so we're doing all these prototype, one-off, complicated, awesome custom builds. And you can't know everything. You just, you just can't. And so we, I've been hearing, I didn't, I didn't even come up with this. this one, of, one, of our, one of our guys came up with this. He's been saying it. It's not you, it's we. It's not you, it's we. And so we attack, while each guy is responsible for his own projects, we come in together and and look at the project as a team whether it's on the design side or on the construction side or on the finish side and um we have specific points where we bring the entire team in and it's like a party to to vet and check those homes and um it's a lot of fun right now it it, it's fun coming to work
3: that's great So. so even though even though you have different project managers responsible at the end of the day their compensation and I guess their responsibility is responsible for their job but it's still sort of this we approach like if this guy's yeah, got a problem absolutely. or that gal gal's got a problem it's still the same
1: and that's that's one thing that we again I say we're, we're very blessed for this nobody's defensive and no one has an ego about the fact yeah. that hey, this is my project get out of here we're all they truly do you know all want to help each other because they realize that helps coming back and it's going to benefit them as well um, I think it's a, it's, been, it's been a really really good uh, culture that's been established and we're lucky too that we have like knock on wood like basically no turnover the only uh change or attrition in our staff is really addition as we've you know grown a little bit but um we really uh are very very fortunate that that the bulk of our staff anybody who hasn't been here for at least 10 years is simply because we've added some staff but we really um i think it's still true actually I, i know that it is but believe it or not in the especially in this industry it's unique but in the 26th year history of the company um Never had construction personnel leave our company to go to another company.
2: Um, Wow! Literally zero (laughs) times. Now, now we did feel the recession, and we did have to contract. Sure. And and just another example of the culture we got. uh, Mike Salomon, he came in and he said, "I don't know what's happening right now, but if you have an opportunity, I want you to take it," Um, because he says nobody knew that what was getting ready to come down and 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 hit everybody. But that was him. He wasn't trying to hold on to people. To like, he's like, if you get an opportunity, go. We want you to be successful. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. He told us that before it all started, which was unbelievable. That's,
3: that's crazy. That's great. So if, you're, if I'm listening to this podcast and I have just started my, my construction business, I'm, I plan on building over the next year. I want to hire a few people. What is your advice? What can I do to start building this type of culture that you guys have? I mean, three words
1: that AJ and I always say to each other when we're thinking of potentially hiring somebody is smart, humble and hungry. Mm-hmm. And and those those three qualities are first and foremost. Of course there's some prerequisite experiences and things like that, but we generally think as long as they're somebody who has a certain prerequisite level of experience that they're smart, humble and hungry,
2: we can probably work with Yeah. You know, if if we they could be the have the best resume in the world. But if we get a sense that they're not trainable, that that's not, they're not, they're not going to like working here. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're all always learning from each other and trying to get better. One of the things Jeremy always says, if you're standing still, you're going backwards in this industry. You've got to keep going forward just to keep up. So if you think if, if we find somebody and they are getting a feeling like they think they've got it all figured out, that's a, that's a red flag for us you
1: know? And by the way, we hold each other to the same standard too. We, we, if if, if I'm acting one day, like I might have it figured out, he'll make sure to remind me that I don't and vice versa. That's a good point. (laughs) That's good.
0: Yeah. Tom and I have that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, did you have a question about? Yeah. So one of
3: the things I noticed you guys, um, had mentioned that you get your trade, uh, trades involved. Um, that is a, that is a difficulty for a lot of our clients, um, for reasons we probably can all imagine. Right. Um, so were there anything that you guys did different or any tips or tricks you have out there for getting your sub trades involved in, in using builder trend?
1: Well, if what we don't have is a tip on it being easy, cause it's not the minute you guys know that I'm yeah. sure you've heard that time and time again, mm-hmm. the biggest thing and AJ deserves the credit on this. He absolutely spearheads all of this stuff, but just being persistent mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're fortunate enough to to have enough work going on and have enough of a, a history and a reputation where there's a lot of you know trades and, and vendors in our area that were interested in kind of doing what it took to to stay involved. But uh, you know, like I said, AJ was just absolutely relentless for years in the training and, and spending his own time and our guys' time and and saying, look, we're not just saying, hey, you have to use this system, figure it out. We're saying we're gonna have a training every single Wednesday morning at nine A. M. at our office. You don't have an excuse. If, don't tell me you know how to use it because we're going to spend our
2: time training you. So we we learned the system so well that that we were intentional about having our key trades come in that we're going to have to operate in the system and stand in shoulder shoulder with them and, say, and running classes, you know, it, having them bring their computer, their tablet, their phone, showing them how to load it on, and then showing you know how do you how do you find a selection? Where's the schedule? How can I look at? Every every uh, task I got on that schedule or globally on the job, how do I approve a purchase order? How do I ask for payment on a purchase order? And as we bring new trades on, you know, once we think they're, they're our kind of people, we same thing. Hey, we, we use Builder Trend; It's awesome. You're going to love it. And oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to show you just how to use it. And I think that's the biggest difference. The You know, your training sessions are great, and BuilderTrend University is awesome, um, but for us, getting a familiar face in front of them where they could be transparent, and like I don't know how to do this, and sitting mm-hmm. down with them and showing them sometimes what a desktop is. You, you know, know, we're starting that basic, yeah, yeah, and then going from there. Um, and then you know, when you when you know
1: that you've done all that and you and you feel comfortable that you've done your part on that, then you can feel more comfortable saying we we have done our part, we have, uh, you know, offered you enough opportunity to learn how to do this. So then you can feel okay ripping the bandaid off and saying, you don't use it. You ain't getting paid. (laughs) You know? Um, and and so you can't just say those things and you can't just be that rigid if you haven't, you know, stood beside them and said I've given
2: you every possible opportunity. Not in this climate. No. If you make it hard for somebody in this climate with, with this much work, they've got 10 people waiting to, to do the work, you know, Mm-hmm. they're, they're gone. They're, they're like, Hey, how about seeing ever? You know, if you're going to be this rigid and this caustic about a system that I don't, not even sure how to use, mm-hmm. I can just go right down the road and got yeah. have work waiting.
3: That's a really so, good point. That is. Yeah. And I, I love that. So, you know, spend your time, be patient, you know, spend your resources, but at a certain time when you feel really good about that, it's time to say, Hey, this is going to make both our, both our lives easier. Let's do this.
1: No doubt. And so, of course, that applied with the trades, as we just now described, where we knew we'd put the time and we knew that internally, even before we ever embraced or engaged with the trade, AJ and I spent, I don't know how many after hours, hours training ourselves on this yeah. and, going, and doing building trade university so that we knew that we could say to them confidently that here's how it works. And we know that it works and we kind of trust us and all those sort of things. Um, but the exact same thing apply and internally where we're also training our people and, and, and hoping to motivate them to get on board with all this, but because we knew we put in that time and because we were confident enough that it was going to work, we were also in that regard able to rip the bandit off and say, Hey look, we're doing this. You're on board or you're not mm-hmm. and um and you know, everyone ultimately got on board. I'm not saying it was easy. Mm-hmm. Not saying there wasn't some reluctance, but everyone got on board. Jeremy has a
2: I mean a great example, um just for uh, Paying invoices, um, I'll let you. I'll let you speak to that. It, it's the perfect example for how Builder Trend just. Well, I, I think it might be what you're referring to, but you know, the whole purchase order
1: system was a certainly a new concept at Arcadia, but even in the custom building world, at least in the Charlotte market, I'll say, to the point that the accountant for our company, and it's not uh, an Arcadia employee, an outside accountant, who's been the accountant since day one, would just you know, adamantly say, you can't use a purpose order system. That's not for custom building. That's in, and in our minds, we actually think it's more important in custom home building to have a purchase order system like this, mm-hmm. because everything we do is a one-off. We have to clearly define what is happening and, and what the cost is right. and, the scope and who's doing it and all those things prior to the work happening.
2: We it, it's actually, you know, in our minds more important. Mm-hmm. Let me interrupt real quick. Well, five years ago before we implemented the purchase order system, at least once a week, I had to have a conversation with a project manager who I knew, love, and trust, and, and a trade partner who's been with us forever, who's as honest as the day is long, and they're saying the opposite when it comes to money. Right. Po Po solved that. I don't have those conversations anymore. Yeah, and it doesn't
1: always eliminate the tough conversation, but you just have it before the work happens. Yeah. What do you mean, a hundred dollars? Okay, seventy dollars. Okay, whatever it is. At least you're having that conversation before the work happens and not it's already done and now you're kind of over a barrel and or he's over a barrel and nobody wants that or, or if i know it would have cost that we might have been able to talk to the homeowner about payment for this or whatever now we can't we're eating it and all those types of things so uh anyway so many benefits there but then we said we don't need invoices anymore mm-mm. why do we need invoices the way that this workflow works we don't need invoices and the same kind of thing it was a, such a paradigm shift including for our account like you're not going to be able to do that and kind of said watch and uh and it's been a couple of years and, and we're, we're, we're doing twice the volume that we were just two and a half three years ago with the exact same you know internal staff from an uh,
2: APAR standpoint and um and the quality and of talking. life yeah. our, our AP's quality of life you we used to not <laughs> it they, it was a big job to get everybody paid by Friday huge mm-hmm. job and so you knew to let them work. They, they had their zone, they had their system. And if you get in the way of that, um, they let you know real quick, you got to go. It's not the time. And now it's, um, it's not easier. It's just their quality of life is better now. It's better. Cause it's, you don't, they don't have those. There's not this burden. This, this feeling of never being able to get it done. Yeah. And then the PO's system made that happen.
3: You know, when you look at, again, if you look at custom building from outside and construction, just as a business, you say, wait, so you guys just kind of have an idea about how much something's going to cost and you verbally agree to it. And at the end, everybody right. argues. It's like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh, yeah. no. um, and I know that's not how everybody does it. Who doesn't use a PO system, but it's kind of like what it, it feels is. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. right.
1: I mean, that, that, that's It's probably you're right. I mean, I know that you're you're somewhat generalizing and that's yeah. how we would describe it as
2: well. Yeah. But you, it's probably not that far off,
3: right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, to
2: good. be able to to be able to memorialize the conversation that you're having with uh, a grader, mm-hmm. how much did you say? Two thousand dollars? Boom. Approve it. You approve it. We're good to go. All right. We're not having another conversation unless you're going to breach two thousand dollars. Otherwise, we're good. And I'm gone. You know.
1: Yeah. And we can because we've gone through down the path with them the way that we did, like we were describing before. We can look them in the eye later on and say, "Brother, you didn't have a PO. I don't want to tell you."
2: And this is something else that I would recommend for for new guys. Mm -hmm. Let the trade and the project manager learn $100 lessons so they don't have to learn $1,000 lessons later. Let them get close enough to the fire where it hurts, but it doesn't burn them. And so if they do $500 worth of work and they don't get a purchase order and you're, you're having a struggle, let them learn that $500 lesson. It only takes one. Mm-hmm. because 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 ten thousand twenty thousand forty thousand dollar lessons are out there waiting to be learned that we don't we don't ever want to participate in
3: that's a great point it's good, good. good
2: stuff
3: we're gonna bring you guys to Omaha and teach a class <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. we're, we're, we're set. we got a whole agenda man yeah've we, we we've, we've been teaching
1: these classes for five years wow. and as long as we just do it like during the College World Series, we're in.
3: <laughs> yeah. Done. Come for that. He's, yeah, here you go. If and Tar Heels are in.
1: And I, it's i I'll just do a quick little plug. If if uh, if my East Carolina Pirates are playing in it, I guarantee I'll
0: be there. There all you right. go. Uh, you get a free <laughs> ticket if they make it. So yeah, <laughs> done and done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast and showing us how you use Build a Trend to give you a better way to run your business. Wait, that's
2: all you got? We can go, man. For yeah. Another five minutes. <laughs> I was going to say. This is, I was just getting warmed up, man. Yeah,
0: this is definitely
3: feels like a recurring guest. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll do a little road trip down to see
0: you guys. That would be great. Paul
3: and Tom on the road. That's right. Coming soon. There you go.
0: Yeah. We'd yeah, love to join really one out. of those meetings at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. We'll be there. Yeah, exactly. hey, uh, yeah. It's only like 67
1: degrees warmer here right now. <laughs> it,
0: we'll take it. We are in for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jeremy and AJ, for joining us on the podcast. And again, sharing your insights into the business. Uh, we really appreciate all that you do. Again, congratulations on your award. And thank you so much for being a customer of Builder Trend. We really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you guys. Thank
0: you guys for everything you do. Appreciate you. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.